Welcome to episode 109 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our November continues with Night in the City from 1950. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Mad Dog Maddie. <laughs> Mad Dog Maddie, and I'm at App, Apple Adam. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Because <laughs> yeah, he likes the. Uh, we were supposed to be like noir, <laughs> noir nicknames, like because uh, we're doing January. Like they all have like cool nicknames. Like, oh yeah. Uh, here's like the uh, Gregorius, and here is a. Uh, you got to tell us this before yeah. the episode starts, man. Oh well, uh, <laughs> I did the last two episodes. Crazy Kyle with a K. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? I was actually thinking about that at home, and again, like my brain is not witty like yours. I can't come up with KKK. Not Kyle. even on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Let's not <laughs> well, do that. Uh... Clan um, Kyle. Oh we... man, <laughs> we're already going there, aren't we? One, one minute into recording, uh, we are continuing our Noir Vember series. I don't. Uh, hopefully, I said that properly. That's a hard. That's a mouthful. Uh, we're uh, with Night in the City from 1950 uh, tonight, and then we're going to end it uh, next week with The Big Heat. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't checked sequel out our to the big sleep, it's a big heat sequel <laughs> to the big sleep. I haven't seen it, so I just figured. <laughs> if, yeah, if you didn't listen to our last episodes uh, previously, we covered. Um, Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity and uh, The Big Sleep, which... Double Indemnity is another kind of mouthful. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. that You can hear kind of our thoughts and why we got into this on, on those episodes. Mm. But, yeah, we're kind of... Both Adam and I are both huge fans, and I think we've kind of turned in. Maddie, yeah, uh, which is great. I, I feel like this is a, a, a genre or subgenre style, whatever you want to call it, that, like, give people a handful to watch, and they're going to probably come out loving yeah. this. Like. I want to meet the person that watches like the top three or five of these, and it's like, yeah, no, it didn't do mm-hmm. anything for me because I, I don't know they're they're so fucking good. Yeah, they are pretty great. Um, and, and and we've been also watching a ton of other ones, and yeah, and mm. for the most part, even the, the these ones that are like considered lesser have had a pretty good batting average for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been doing pretty pretty well uh, this week. Yeah, I, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Or should we just jump into what we've been watching? Oh, we could probably just jump into what you want, but I got a question for you guys. Would LA Confidential be considered neo-noir? Or yeah, is yeah it like for sure. Pulp? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they're all b- I think based pulp on is kinda, pulp yeah. Yeah. novel novels yeah, usually. Yeah, I figured. Like, kind of rent. So Re- Reservoir Dogs, not Reservoir Dogs, a Pulp Fiction I wouldn't consider it, a it kind neo-noir. Of, I would say it kind of is. It, that's more of a, yeah. Yeah, like it, I, I, I feel like it 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 may be too heightened or something. Yeah. 
in in other styles, but a bit too slick, maybe. There, th- it's part of his DNA. There's a ne- next week. There's a, a film I watched that I'm going to talk about that yeah. kind of has a relation to Pulp Fiction in, in, a, in a way. I find these movies are kind of seeping into my oh, brain. Oh, I know what, a what you watch. Little bit. Uh, I went to a greenhouse today, and I was hanging out there. I'm like, wow, this would be like a perfect place for to like, do like a drop or a meetup because like <laughs> there are trees everywhere. There's shadows. There's like corners, dark corners, and like. Whoa, like it kind of got in there, like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Well, hey, we should, you, the bank yeah. we were going to rob this week, and maybe yeah, that's what we'll, we'll meet at the meet greenhouse. Oh, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just jump in because uh, I've watched quite a bit um, with what well, we've been watching. Well, yeah. why don't you start, Kyle? Go nuts. Uh, so I'm going to start off with uh, two action uh, flicks I watched. First one, The Man from Hong Kong from 1975. Have you guys heard of this one? No. No. So if you watch the documentary Not Quite Hollywood, which if you haven't seen it, you should, because in my opinion, it's one of the greatest documentaries ever, pretty much on yeah all the Australian uh, movies that were made. And this this director had a heavy focus. Sorry, the guy's a real asshole. He didn't want to... Sorry, go ahead. I've heard about this movie. Yeah, so it's directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith, who's like this famous Australian filmmaker. He's known for his like crazy... I'm going to talk about this guy later on this week. That's fucked up because I just watched Turkey Shoot. Yeah, Yeah. so he's known for these crazy action movies. He did Stunt Rock, Death Makers, Turkey Shoot. In the documentary, they talk about... For turkey shoot, they couldn't afford blanks. It was easier for them to use real bullets. So they show them sniping a tree beside the guy with real bullets. That's insane. Which is crazy after the whole thing that happened recently with the the Alec Baldwin. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen this documentary, watch it. Because the stuff they're doing. There's another, I think it's the same... I don't know if it was the same filmmaker, but the one guy was afraid of heights and he's like hanging off a helicopter. He's like, don't worry, we're only going to yeah. go like 10 feet up and no, just make it look. That wasn't and then they shirt. show the scene and it's like fucking 60 feet in the air yeah. and he's got no wires just hanging off this <laughs> helicopter. They they didn't care about rules uh, in, in Australia when they were making these films. But yeah, he did like a bunch of those. Uh, he did BMX bandits yeah. and dead end driving. Did he do um, Night of the Demons 2 as well? Yeah, he did actually, yeah. strangely. So this one stars Jimmy Wang Yu, who he's a, he's a Taiwan uh, actor, I guess, but he's the man from Hong Kong in this. Mm. And it's pretty much them doing uh, an Australian James Bond, but with a co- combining James Bond with like Bruce Lee, I guess. Because yeah. it's this kind of martial arts guy that kicks ass. Um, yeah, like you said in the documentary, they talk about that this guy was a real prick and I think yeah. he was like really hitting people and stuff during these action scenes. But uh, George Lazenby from Bond fame is the evil villain in it. It's kind of awesome. He's just chewing scenery. But yeah, th- this movie is insane. Like you get, uh, the, the, I guess the, the they bring in this, uh, this agent from Hong Kong who's going to extradite this uh, this uh, criminal they caught, and he gets sniped, and then it leads to this crazy like chase through the streets, and then this amazing like fight in a Chinese restaurant, and it's just insane. Like the all the violence and smashing through ver- all the different like everything in this restaurant, whether it's fish tanks or like in the kitchen and stuff. Um, you, you got a, there's another amazing scene where he goes because George Lazenby, I guess, runs this martial arts school, which is a front for his uh, drug smuggling. Yeah. Um, but he he this guy the the Bond the Asian Bond, I guess, breaks in and has to fight all these martial arts guys, and it's the violence is just amazing. I, I yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with this. I was surprised actually how kind of violent it, it went. Um, the crazy car chases, hang gliders, I guess, was a big thing. Maybe that was new because <laughs> that plays a big part in this. Um, you have Hugh Keys Brian uh, as a cop who, uh, if you're in Australian filmmaking, you'll know him as Toe Cutter and Mad Max yeah. or uh, Immortal Joe in Fury Road. He plays a, a, a decent. 
size role in this one. Um, the only complaint I would have is that this guy lacks the charisma. He beds all these women and he kicks ass and everything. He does all the spy stuff. And again, cool stunts, kind of like Mission Possible. He's hanging out at buildings and everything. But yeah, it just... No, no charisma whatsoever, look, and it makes sense yeah, if he was a dick. a dick in real life. But uh, I had a blast with this one, and yeah, if you can get the uh, the disc, it's a uh, region free Australian disc I picked up. It has all these extra features from Not Quite Hollywood, but it also has five of his other films: a Stunt Rock on there, uh, Death Makers, and three other like movies that he did. Some of them are kind of like stunt docs, and some of them are mm. just crazy. Insane movies, but uh, it, it's like one of the best bargains you can get because I've heard good things about most of those. But I'm going to give this one seven and a half. Oh, it's awesome. Had a ton of fun with it. Uh, and then I'll, the other one I'll race through really quickly, Deadly Prey from 1987. This is uh, this former colonel. Uh, he's he's now left. He's angry, and he's formed this group of mercenaries that, you know, they, they, uh, they're they hired for the right price. And they decide inst- uh, they're going to train with... Uh, Live prey, which is of course humans, the they go. Game. They abduct, uh, yeah, go abduct innocent people, and then they throw them in the forest and hunt them down for training. Unfortunately, they happen to grab Mike Danton, a former <laughs> Vietnam veteran, and this guy. The whole movie rocks. He's like short jean shorts. He's got the blonde mullet, the greased up muscly body. Wait, this is hard target, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Am I wrong in this? This is just hard target. For sure. uh, yeah, kind of. Um, it, it has. Then he has like this other villain he has to beat. That kind of is his equal. It's got what you expect. Like know him. I trained him. Like uh, all those yeah. lines that you want. We're not hunting him. He's hunting yeah. us. Um, yeah. The first half is just so much fun as they're trying to hunt him, and he's set all these traps. And he's taking that one by one. Uh, Cameron Mitchell is in there uh, just probably because I needed a name on and the poster as like a former cop. And he's, I guess he's the, the Denton, Denton's father-in-law. I it loses a little bit of steam though. Like I think halfway it's like they get him taken out all the guys hunting him down. Then, then they still have half a film left. So like, what do they, what do we do? So like they go and they abduct his wife and all this shit. And then there's like, they throw in a rape scene that just totally feels out of place. And like, I don't I I, I kind of it, it kind of lost steam. I almost by the feel end. like we should have a counter for how many movies you <laughs> have a rape you, scene. You have a rape scene that yeah. is totally out of place. Yeah. That that almost is one of your catchphrases well, now, I, which is unfortunate <laughs> for you, but um Well, I, I you have to think I watch a lot of like this exploit of junk that yeah. like but they ha- kind of like throw those in <laughs> Because they, you know, yeah, it's like they, they, they have the checks of what you got to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to have unnecessary breasts at some point mm-hmm. that it doesn't need to be in there, but they needed it in there. Uh, <laughs> not, not like plot driven, right? No. <laughs> like plot driven breasts. <laughs> um, but, and there, I will say there's a great scene where he chops off the one villain's arm and then beats him with it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it is unfortunate though. I guess the, the film transfers for this were lost. So the Blu-ray is like, it's not VHS. Like it looks pretty good, but I think it is some kind of video transfers all they, they, they had choppy. i'm gonna give it a five and a half out mm. of uh 10 again i think it like that first half is so fun and you're like yeah. it, it would be a great beers movie but then it just kind of like loses steam it's like some of those movies that are cheese like that they're fun but you know they get yeah. old kind of quickly um anyways what else did you guys watch well i watched turkey shoot it's pretty much uh the same thing the deadliest game but also uh running man ask there is uh it could have been called a thatcher's blood camp in england there is this uh government who is uh, bringing in all these uh, undesirables like uh, protesters, uh, prostitutes, what have you, and they bring them to these uh, reforming camps and they have to like uh, go through this training and uh, a lot of people try to escape and uh, when they try to escape, 
crazy shit happens. They have like these games where they uh, have these balls filled with gasoline and you have to carry it. But all like the guards like punching you and kicking you because you're spilling gasoline over. And then as he lights a cigar, he throws a cigar and he burns up. Man, you know. Is this like a dystopian yes, yes. or something? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much, yeah. What's that? Yeah, Running Man-esque uh, thing. So uh, they come up with this cool game like, all right, we have all these prisoners. Let's have a turkey hunt. So they get like uh, four guys and it's uh, four different guards have to go and hunt them through the uh, Australian outback. And it gets crazy because... It's pretty much there's one scene in this movie where one of the guards has a freak. He met him at a circus. He liked him. He befriended him. So he now has this a wolf man who has a taste for human toes. Nice. So he's like uh, taking all these prisoners and eating their feet for no apparent reason other than like he's a freak. Of course, that's what you would do if you're a circus freak. This movie's zany. It's insane. I loved it. I had a blast How were the uh, stunts in that one? It was insane. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what you want to see for these things. Because that's the thing, too, I was reading. Like, they would actually, like, if they had to explode, like, you know, uh, what are those tall th- um, towers. towers that people would be standing on? And normally, like, they would it, do it properly. That They would just, like, get it, guys on there, put real explosives and say, like, jump It was <laughs> at, the, at the last second or whatever. And pe- people, unfortunately, died during some oh, of that shit. really? Uh, not, not during that one, yeah. but I know during some of the other the ones, Yeah, because I... I wouldn't be surprised because it was kind of done like, oh, wow, they're actually like, yeah. taking out this camp. Yeah. But I'm still giving it 7.5, man. It's a zany watch. You yeah, this Brian, this Brian Chen- yeah. Trenchard Smith, I kind of want to check out everything he's done. Because I've heard Stunt Rock is insane. It's like this mockumentary where this guy is hired by this rock band, this 80s fantasy rock band to do huh. the stunts for their show and then it has all stuff in between or some bullshit. I don't know. Right, it looks I'm weird. And, and He also has this one called like Samurai Six String Samurai. I'm like, okay. I'm in. It's from the huh. 90s. So I'm like, all right, you got me. Cool. Uh, uh, so I uh, I started off with a noir for Noir Vember. Uh, was it wasn't from Australia? Uh, <laughs> I, I have some noirs. I'm saving those for the end. Um, so from 1953, uh, Samuel Fuller uh, who I've been watching a ton of Samuel Fuller this year. Uh, we got a, an indicator. Do you got yeah. the indicator yeah, box yeah, set yeah. as well? I haven't dug which, into it yet. Which is, you know, kind of misleading at first because it's got a lot of his early, like, things he wrote for, like, B directors. Uh, and at first I was like, oh, man, this box set is kind of shitty. But it, it keeps getting better and better and better. This one actually isn't on it, um, but uh, a, f- a fantastic movie. Probably the best Fuller I'd, I've seen so far. It starts one of my favorites. What's it called? Oh, Pick Up on South Street. Did I not say uh, that? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so, so Fuller's 1953 Pick Up on South Street. Uh, stars Richard Widmark uh, and uh, Thelma Ritter, who's most known for... Um, she's the uh, ther- physical therapist in Rear Window with Jimmy Stewart, okay. who's always yeah, there. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. hilarious. She's nice. really great in this. Mm. Uh, Richard Widmark, we're going to be talking about later uh, on on the pr- program. Cause That's he's, weird because mm. I also watched another Widmark movie that I'm going to talk weird. about. Um, <laughs> and and uh, Gene Peters, who just fucking owns this. So basically the story is there's this pickpocket. He's just got out of jail. He's on the subway. He sees this like really like smokingly dressed woman who's played by Gene Peters who he goes over and he he pickpockets uh oh. her, her, her her what's ever in her wallet in her purse yeah. and he takes some stuff that actually she's taking to this spy ring and she's being followed by the FBI it sets off all these amazing set pieces Gene Peters has just this like this I don't know raw 
kind of performance. She's unbelievable in this. And Richard Widmark is so good in this movie. Richard Widmark is one of my ultimate noir characters. Hmm. Um, he's, he's just an, um, like hmm. this Night in the City Kiss of Death, which maybe I think yeah. you might be going to talk about. He's Does Panic he in the Streets. Play a, uh, a pathetic uh, dude in this as well. He's like- he's similar to 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 that kind of pathetic kind of guy, but he's also in this one. He's a little bit more street savvy and a little bit more like he's also fucked the world, but he's he's a little bit ahead of people uh, yeah. and. Uh, I, I've never seen this this one. This has been on my list for years to watch. Is uh, this, do you have the Criterion Blue, or did you watch on the channel? I watched or? it on the channel. Okay. It does have the Criterion uh, uh, collection <coughs> version of this. Uh, it just escalates and escalates and escalates. Thelma Ritter has just an incredible scene halfway through the movie that shows range that I had never seen in her before. Um, and and Widmark is so good in this and and Gene Peters is is one of the best femme fatale performances and one scene just gets her ass kicked in in, in a scene I can't believe is from 1953 she's getting thrown through everything oh, in a hotel wow. room and they're doing it in a wide cut and it's got Fuller's got all this like bullish kind of brutish dialogue he's known for yeah. and it's filled with it I'm giving it 8.5 oh wow, wow. that good eh? loved it yeah uh cool um, I watched uh, two 2021 movies. I'll, I'll quickly talk about. It. I've been trying to get through these in case we do the best of. Uh, and movies, just I've been trying mean, to watch. Coming to America, um, oh, part two. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, believe yeah, this yeah. is this year. I just yeah, for whatever. Reason. I think it was like January or something. Like yeah. I think it was right at the being. Uh, so I really, I'm a Nettie Murphy fan. I was excited to see him back hey, with uh, My Name Is Dolman. I actually loved. Awesome. I love that. Um, I will say, I have a confession to make. I'm not the biggest Coming to America fan. It's actually one of my like lesser oh, wow. Eddie Murphy. I never had, I don't know, I watched it like later in life and I just didn't love it. I, I always found it's more of like a romance movie and it doesn't have, like I like Eddie Murphy when he's that fast talking kind of like mm-hmm. outsmarting, you know, usually with some uh, vul- vulgarity in there. Yeah. Whereas Coming to America, he's just like kind of a fish out of water and he's kind of like more of the goofy, I don't know. He's not the Eddie Murphy that I usually And you'd love. never seen it as a kid. No. So yeah, yeah, see, that I had seen it like yeah, a million times as a kid. And like, I, I like this the barbershop scene, stuff like that. But again, it, it, it's a, it's pretty much a rom-com, right? Like, yeah. for the most yeah. part, that plays, like, the, the romance plays a large part in it. So I didn't love it. This is more of the same. Like, it's, 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 I know everyone's hating on this. And yes, you don't have John Landis. It's not R-rated. It's PG. I thought it, they did a pretty good job of making a sequel. I thought it all transition pretty well it was a worthy sequel in my opinion everyone's back Arsenio Jones back James Earl Jones is back uh Tracy Morgan's in there this time Leslie Jones Wesley Snipes actually they kind of it's Arsenio Hall not everyone's last name is Jones just so Arsenio Jones like okay sorry he like did like Arsenio's back Jones is back like because once you said Leslie Jones I was like there's too many Jones somebody's name wasn't Jones I said too yeah that's but actually it has kind of I don't want to spoil them all but it has a cameo of like Mm-hmm. It's like they got every black celebrity out there, and, yeah. and they're in this. Like whether it's some musician, Tay Diggs. The, okay, maybe not the most. <laughs> uh. But there, like it kind of, yeah. I don't know. It felt like it was a celebration of like you know there hasn't been you know black people can't, aren't getting any good roles. Let's fucking get all of our buddies to come and do this. Like mm-hmm. there's all these little cameos that I won't spoil that were kind of fun. 
Um, yeah, it, 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 it's like, I guess he finds out he had a, a son and and that guy's going to become king and he has some, these daughters and there's a whole thing where she can't be take over because females aren't allowed. So they're, they're, they're yeah. commenting on that and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't have much to really say about it. It was fine. I, like I enjoyed it. There were some moments I laughed. The barber guys are back. That again, and they they were of course funny. Jerry curls back as well. Yeah, there's some funny. Again, they're commenting on the stuff that like you're not allowed to do anymore. Yeah. Like what kind of world we're getting? Can't go up and grab a woman and woman's tits or whatever. Like they're saying all this stuff. These old these old guys. Um, I just love the accent. Was that? Did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the affectation on it. <laughs> Uh, am I in trouble for doing that? I, th- I think you're fine. I think okay. you're okay. Um, sorry, yeah, yeah, it just comes out on me, I guess. Um, Was there any uh, unnecessary rapes in this movie or no? No, not <laughs> okay, in this good, one. Good, good, good. But yeah, I, I, I thought, I think if you enjoyed the other one, I don't know why yeah. people are, maybe, I guess it's because I don't have that affinity for it. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. I thought it was fine. I'm just happy to see, you know, Eddie Murphy continuing to get work. Um, and uh, and leading films and stuff, but uh, I didn't I didn't care too much about it. Um, and then the other 2021 movie, more of a big heavy hitter. Was it Pluto Nash too? No, uh. I wish. Uh, I've actually never seen Pluto Nash. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, I, I went and saw about this. in theaters. This is uh, directed by Jason Reitman. Uh, this is the sequel to the other films. It's ignoring the uh, 2016 film, mm. um, which is probably the smarter choice. Uh, this it's it's a weird film in that like I enjoyed it, but. And I think it's like they do a great job of doing a sequel to that and paying homage to that. There's some emotional bits in there that you may tear up on um, and how they, yeah, I I don't want to spoil too much, but I I thought they did a pretty good job. What's what's strange about it, so this is like, it takes, it opens up, um, uh, you know that uh, you, I don't think I'm spoiling that Egon is gone. So this is now following his his daughter and granddaughter Mm -hmm. and they find, you know, all the, the, the equipment and stuff. So it's Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace. Uh, Paul Red is the teacher in there. McKenna- is, Carrie, is Carrie Coon the 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 daughter Egon's daughter? No, Mc- oh, I don't know. I don't even know who Carrie Coon is, but maybe that Pro- name is, sounds familiar. The best the best actor of all those people you just named. <laughs> um, yeah, she is. Uh, she was okay in it. I, I disagree. <laughs> the best actor was McKenna Grace. I'm telling you right now, this chick is going to be a fucking star. Yeah. Isn't she already? Isn't that the reason they got her? Just no, but she's, she's, she's been doing little bits of piece. Like, she's been good in the stuff she's been. This is like, this is her film. If everyone that's seen this film is like, she's you're watching it because it's it's she it's her film. She's right. the main. It's not Paul Rudd. It's, it's her film. Uh, she's great in this. But yeah, so it, it's pretty. What's weird is that like, I just meant in, in a career. The, the, okay, the yeah, sure. Is, is the- <laughs> What's great that it actually finally has the right tone and everything, because my problem with the 2016 film wasn't that it had females, it's that it didn't have the tone. It was like a straight comedy, but it was yeah. missing kind of those horror elements. So, d- so did you, because f- I know this, I, I've been trying not to read about this, but it's been impossible. And the one complaint has been, it's, it, it's more like sentimental, like a Spielberg movie than well, the Well, yeah, th- that, that's what I was going to get at. So the, the tone, I think, is correct. But yes, like, a lot of the film, it's like more of a coming age film that happens to have Ghostbusters and the Ghostbusters kind of like the last bit of it. So it, it is kind of strange in that sense. If, if you want the ghost, uh, another Ghostbusters film, this isn't it. This is almost like a really good spinoff, I think. Like, I think what they did works well. I enjoyed it, but it's not a Ghostbusters film. Right. And maybe that's the best way to do it because you can't... Like, that yeah. was a film that you had three of the best comedians of the time 
And then you and had, already had some. And already had some. <laughs> well, he, he well, yeah, he wasn't a comedian, but he's awesome. I, I, yeah, I he's like great. He's great in the movie. So it's it, and you well and and Rick Moranis and uh, yeah. Annie, yeah, and Sigourney Annie Weaver Pop, yeah. and like Potts, it, yeah. And I, I will, I'm not going to spoil who's in it, but I will say you do get a lot of uh, fun cameos in there. Um, and it does set up for a sequel. I don't know. It's it's what I wanted. I think, like, the one thing I will say it's missing, and again, it's because you don't have those comedians, is the comedy, which is weird, because 2016, all it had was comedy, but it was yeah. missing everything else. Yeah. This thing has everything else. The music, the score, it feels like, but it doesn't have a lot of those comedy. Like, you have Paul Rudd here and there, but the kids aren't really there to be comedy. They're the com- doing, like, this coming-of-age take. He's so. hilarious. Yeah, he's <laughs> the funniest guy in Stranger Things, right? Um, he was, re- in the turning, he was very <laughs> funny. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it seven and a half. I don't I can't say like it blew me away, but I will say that I really enjoyed what I saw. And again, like that ending, I was just like, yeah, man, you guys you you guys hit me. You, you got yeah, me. Yeah, did you tear up? Um, I didn't tear up, but uh, I'm a I'm a heartless yeah, man. Yeah, you are kind if of you, heartless. If you actually have a, a heart or soul, yeah. um, you you would probably tear up. But um, yeah, no, I I thought it was a worthy. Worthy sequel. I think, like, if, Do if you we're going to watch it with you, or I saw it with my son, and yeah, he really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering, like, it, it, again, it is slower. Like, that's the thing. Like, it takes a long time to get going. Like, there's like a handful of ghosts in this. Like, that's my main complaint. If it's like, it's almost like it's a, this great coming of age movie, and then it's like, well, we're going to get more Ghostbusters later on. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely be trying to watch that before yeah. our, our year end. Yeah, cool. Uh, anyone else? No, that's it Adam? for me. I watched. Uh, so I watched another noir. Uh, he ran all the way. Have you guys heard of this? No. This is I. I bl- the, the Terry Fox story. Yeah, the Terry Fox story. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that that would be disingenuous. So I, I have this. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I think this Kino put this out. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I have it in like the. It's in volume one. They're volume one noir. So. so John Barry, who I don't really know much about as a director in 1951, directed this movie. Search so John uh, Garfield, who. I really, I guess he was in the Postman Always Rings twice. I don't really remember him in that. I didn't really remember him in general, but this is his last movie. And he was a guy, it also stars Shelley Winters, who has a great performance, and all these wonderful side actors. Basically, this guy, he, he goes for the stick-up job to just grab a you know some money. It goes badly. He's on the run. It starts off. He has to go and hide at like an athletic club, and then he's in the pool and he runs into this like very innocent girl who, who's afraid to swim, and kind of leeches onto her, and ends up going to her house and staying there because there's a manhunt out for him to because he's 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 killed a yeah. cop or some some you know noir mm-hmm. thing. Now he's trapped in this house with his family, and they quickly find out who he is. Um, it's got a great kind of unhinged performance by John Garfield. And I guess John Garfield was about to be blacklisted uh, in Hollywood. It is part of the, you know, th- yeah. th- there's that a lot of... That seems to be like there. a thing of the noir age. Oh, like, yeah. You're, all you hear about is all these directors and actors well, that were blacklisted. the director of... Um, Night in the City yeah, also. The, that, the, this, that, yeah. That's a big crux of that yeah. movie that we'll talk about. And uh, so, but Garfield, this is the last movie he makes. He goes, he's supposedly so stressed out about this that people say like his health deteriorated and he gave himself a heart attack. Oh, and no. he's, he's out. And, and he's magnetic in this. He's, he's somewhat... Charming one second and then lecherous and then fucking out of control the next. Uh, it's got a great ending. It does. It's a little bit repetitious in in some of the stuff that happens in, in the apartment um, that that makes the middle drag, which shouldn't happen if it's a like eighty yeah. minute movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it seven point five. Uh, another impressive. really really solid noir. Nice. 
Uh, I did some remakes. We were talking about them on our last couple episodes of uh, Double Indemnity and Big Sleep, so I wanted yeah. to check them out. So on the Double Indemnity Blu-ray, you let me know that there is the 1973 TV re- remake, so I wanted to watch that. I'm a big fan of TV films, especially yeah. in, the, in the 70s, 80s. Um, this I, I don't really have much to say with for, about this because it's almost like a shot-for-shot, word-for-word remake. Um, but then it's like, but cut down to like an hour and 15 or something to, I guess, fit all the TV commercials mm-hmm. and it's missing, you know, the style, it has kind of a cheap TV look. It doesn't have the, the stylistic, you know, yeah, shadows and black and white photography and everything. Um, the actors aren't terrible. I can't remember. I, I wish I wrote down the main actor cause I, I recognized him. Um, it's, oh, it's not Mitchum's in the big sleep remake, right? Yeah. Which I'm uh. going to talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, you know, that when they're doing the same lines and stuff, I'm like, this was so much better coming from the actors from the the uh, the 44 version. So yeah, I, I, it was okay. I'm going to give it five and a half out of 10. Yeah. It, it, like I, it was worth a watch. And maybe if I just didn't watch the, uh, the, yeah, the original. Yeah, I guess. I, how can you remake this and watch it within like two weeks of each other, right? Uh, and then, yeah, I followed it up with, so before I got to Big Sleep, I guess, Shelt released a Blu-ray and it has the two Robert Mitchum, he did these two movies in the 70s that are both remakes of noirs. So Farewell, My Lovely from 1975, which is, it's not really, re- it's, an it's, ad- a Chandler. it's another adaptation of the- Yeah, because they didn't uh, make, make that one. So they did, but it, in 44, uh, but it was called Murder My Sweet. They changed oh, the title. Oh, right, right. Um, for that one. So this one has, uh, in it, this is, uh, so both of these are Marlowe, who is um, Philip Marlo- Bogart character yeah, yeah. Uh, in Big Sleep. Yeah. Uh, Robert Mitchum's playing him, uh, of course, from Strangers on a Train and a billion other movies. Um, He's not in Strangers on a Train. Oh. Night of the Hunter? That's that's who I'm thinking. That's who I'm getting mixed <laughs> up with. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I don't know who. I was probably that. getting him mixed up with uh, and 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 Scrooged. Yeah. Well, he's done. He's done tons. Like I think I have. He did like four, what, what's that? Foreign intrigue, intrigue, and I'm, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have a bunch of noticed his name on a lot of movies I've been picking up lately. Uh, Charlotte Rampling, Rampling is in there. Oh, okay. uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Nice. Joe Spinell from Maniac. Uh, and a young Sly Stallone oh, is shit. in there. Uh, is a bit part. Of, uh, obviously, they're kind of playing all the Stooges. Yeah. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's a cop. But yeah, so this one, uh, Marlowe uh, runs in. He's hired by this uh, bank robber, Moose Malloy, uh, who just got out of uh, jail. He's been there for seven years, and he wants to find his girlfriend, Velma, who he hasn't seen since he's been in there. Uh, so he hires uh, Marlowe to find uh, him. And, uh, yeah, it's just really interesting like, what you expect from these movies, a lot of twists and turns. Uh, I was actually actually surprised. Uh, again, these are the first kind of remakes of these 40s films, mm-hmm. but now they're in color. Now they have the vi- – like, now they can show the violence. So, you know, you see the guy with the, the gun hole in his, in his bullet Sweet. hole in his head and, and lots of nudity in these movies, which was surprising, again, that you didn't really see in the 40s ones, obviously – there's this fucking fantastic scene where uh, he's investigating and he ends up in this brothel. I guess he, they, they take him there, these stooges, uh, run by this notorious madame, this big bit butch woman. And I, I don't want to say too much, but it was just this awesome scene. Like they're just fucking like, she's like, I guess she's used to running the show and he's like, doesn't give a fuck that she's this big boss. And, like there, there's some. Yeah. <laughs> you might see a woman get punched in the face in this, <laughs> um, but then like he gets you know an ass kick. Like it's just this great kind of tense, cool scene. I, I was really impressed by it. 
Um, Mar- he, Mitchum is a really a much different uh, Marlowe, obviously. He's kind of like this older, wiser. He's not mm-hmm. like this fast-talking kind of Bogart-type character. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I thought the mystery was cool and all the all the actors, you know, you just had a lot of great uh, character actors in this. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten. I think this cool. is a great set because I, I think I got it like... You can get it for like 20 bucks and cheaper on a sale and you get both movies on it um, from Shout Factory. Um, but the other one you do get is The Big Sleep from 1978. So this is obviously the remake of the this yeah. 46 film we just talked about. This one is Jimmy Stewart. He's playing the colonel. So just a bit part, but he's in there. Joan Collins is in there. Oliver Reed. Um, this one I didn't enjoy as much. Again, like yeah. Double Indemnity, I think it... It, it kind of follows the book and the movie. I think like, again, the stuff they weren't allowed to show in the 46 movie. So those two characters that were gay that they kind of maybe right yeah, yeah this they, they actually get to show that they're gay and again the nudity you didn't that like why is she posing nude yeah. is there this you actually show again there's lots of nudity she's posing nude you see that they're putting out these nudie magazines and whatnot books um yeah i don't know again mitchum is good in this but he's for this film even even more so with that dialogue i just felt you're i, I was really missing the you really yeah. notice that that story is really complicated, and maybe not so great if you don't have all these yeah. gunfire dialogue, exactly, yeah. and and actors in it, and this one kind of doing this sort of. It's like the mystery wasn't as interesting and, as and Mitchum was like even in three years. If you're saying seventy five, yeah, 70, he's, he's older. He's, yeah, he's older. Yeah. And like it, it, like that's that's at that age where old men like get old very quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it was fine. I'm gonna give it five out of ten. I don't have too much to say uh, about okay. it because it does follow. Again, it follows. It's like the book, so what you're missing from the book you get in this one, but I, I just don't think that story maybe is that great when yeah. it's uh but it's, it's not a great everything. story per se, but it's a cool like a yeah. dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's how all, all yeah. that kind yeah. of all works together. together. Yeah. Again, yeah. I, again, it shows you the difference of that is yeah. like was like a nine for me, I think, or something, eight point five nine. Yeah. This is a five, so it shows you the difference. I, I have one more to talk about. Do you guys have anything else to talk about or yeah, I got I got I got some more. Okay, so yeah. you, you go and I'll I can finish it off, I guess, or uh, I can do one in between there. Or something. So I, I watched another noir. My name is Julia Ross. Uh, this is basically um, this woman. She's living at this house. She's she's needing work so she can she can afford to stay there. She seems like she gets this great job. Mm-hmm. The, these people then drug her and take her to this gothic mansion ah. because they basically are this rich family that have has this guy uh, the. The kind of patriarch of the family is a fucking has a screw loose and killed his actual wife, and now they have to have a replacement of her so they can k- have her accidentally die and then uh, he'll yeah. be cleared. Um, so it's it's like a gothic noir in a way, it like it's in a weird. It's in a uh, gothic mansion. The whole thing. It's not like a gaslighting thing because Julia Ross. My name is Julia Ross. Is could always convinced she's Julia Ross. She's never thinking she's not, but they're trying to do all these things to scare her. And there's all these trap doors that are really cool. That's awesome. But it's shot in that noir style. It's kind of mm. pulpy like the noir style. Um, it is a little s- slight in, in what happens. Like, there's never any, like, real mystery, I, get it, uh, I guess. Now, it does have a pretty k- killer ending where you're like, oh, wh- wh- what's going to happen there? Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one 7.5 uh, cool. out of 10. That sounds kind of dope, That's actually. another one I think I have, but I haven't watched. Yeah. I think Arrow put that one out, right? Uh, yeah, it, is, yeah. it was Arrow. Yeah. Um, 
Do you have how much more do you have? I got one more I was going to talk about. Okay, go ahead and then I'll. Uh, so I watched uh, from 2021 a television series made. Have you guys heard about this? The star John Favreau, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau <laughs> and Vince Vaughn. Um, I'm in. Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> it's, they've now made it into a seven part series. Uh, this actually stars uh, Margaret Qualley, um, who was in uh, The Nice Guy, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's the the one with her feet up on the dash. Is whatever. She's also Andy McDowell's daughter, and in this movie, Andy McDowell plays, or in this television series, plays uh, her mother. Oh, cool! Basically, she's in this abusive relationship, um, and uh, she's she's trying to you know, get out, get out, and does get out. But then you sh- see how difficult it is when you're you're in these these kind of situ- situations. It 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 actually is amazingly acted. And 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 unbelievable, like she's she's gonna be a star, uh, Mark Quayle. She, yeah, she's she's unbelievably. Uh, role has a lot of depth behind it, and and she gives even more depth. Yeah. The only thing that kind of hurt for me was you. It's the Netflix kind of thing. Yeah. Like everything doesn't coalesce. Like you can tell there's different directors, even though it's a mini series all mm-hmm. the time. And it's just unfortunate because you get like cheap soundtrack work all the time, where it's just like, what are the indie hits of the to, that we yeah. can just put in this scene to make you kind of feel this way? It's funny, like every tenth review of yours, you, it, you knock a star down or two from the music, and it you it, always mention it because it, it's like you wouldn't have had this before. It wouldn't have been just like, oh, let's go with this library and randomly pick song that. That manipulate you to feel. Well, they wouldn't have the money. Way. They would have to probably like, yeah, do better searching and find like something that they could afford that fits the movie. Or, or they would have just like had people do something, real scores. Yeah. Um. So for me, that was like, uh, I don't know. It, it really, the whole thing felt like Netflix getting involved, which is unfortunate because, or or not getting involved because I've seen them do it. I watched Unbelievable, which they made in 2019, yep. which. Ha- also deals with serious sub subject matter or when they see us from I think maybe 2018 those are unbelievable miniseries that were made on Netflix I feel everything now unbelievable was unbelievable unbelievable was unbelievable okay <laughs> that was just a clever nickname um it's uh, yeah the, the story about uh, another yeah ab- ab- abuse um but uh, I'm gonna give it 7.5 like it, it's still like is very uh, gripping and you you don't want to look away but uh, and, and anxiety inducing. Did it get you in the pit of the stomach? I find oh, it's yeah. like that kind of like, uh, it's hard to watch. It's like, uh, but you have to watch it to the end. You you have to watch, but you're also, it's commanding performances. Yeah. And they've set up all these almost like suspenseful scenes when she's in these terrible situations. But then they'll just like throw a random Heim song that doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. And it, 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 like, it, it really just feels like, oh, you didn't even try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually like Summer Girl during like the. Uh, thing. <laughs> I'm your Summer Girl. <laughs> so that's it for, cool. for what I was watching that, that um, week. So I, I ended with one more noir. Uh, this was the highlight of the um, week, probably for me. Uh, Kiss to Death from 1947. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so this movie opens up with this really kind of interesting, super tense heist, where I guess they have to go up to like the top of almost like this a building, and then they rob the jewelry store there, but then they got to get back down through an, uh, an elevator. So they're getting on the elevator, and but it keeps on stopping and letting people in and out, and they're just like fucking, and they're ho- they have to get down and out. 
before the guy, you know, the someone that sets off the alarm that they just robbed. So I, I really cool opening. Uh, spoiler: the guy, the lead, uh, gets caught and uh, sentenced to uh, prison for twenty years. They, they they make him an offer: if you give up your accomplices, um, we can you know get you a light sentence. But he's not a squeal. He ain't no stoolie. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to do it. Um, and he he you know he, he assumes that they're going to take care of his wife and his two kids while he's he's doing the time. Um, but he's he's he hasn't heard from his wife for a couple months. And the babysitter comes in. Uh, I guess she had a crush on him and talks to him and says, uh, sorry, but your, your wife uh, committed suicide. She was raped by one of the fucking guys that you did your uh, heist with. So now he's pissed. His daughters are in an orphanage, and he wants... Uh, Revenge. Yeah, now he's willing to, to give them up. Um, but unfortunately, the time is, is went by. Uh, he can't get the same deal, but he says, you know, we can make a deal. We'll let you at least go out and see your kids if you help us, give us some details. And eventually, uh, he's out and uh, being an informant for them. Uh, and that's where w- Richard uh, w- Widmark comes in, yep. uh, who you talked about. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. later. He plays Tommy Udo in this, who's this fucking evil, evil henchman. Who has a sinister laugh and gets off on like doing violence? There's ha- a scene. Yeah, with it has the, the most wheelchair. Most famous scene. So there's this. Oh, I guess this. So this, good. This guy believes that uh, one of the guys squealed on on he. They've got it. So they, they've got it, the mob thinking that this other guy squealed on them. So he goes. The guys ran off or whatever. But is like fucking um, kind of sickly mother, I guess, is there. Like, she's all decrepit and she's on a wheelchair and everything. So he fucking ties her up to the wheelchair and then throws her down the stairs in the wheelchair and kills her. But also laughs maniacally, which I guess was uh, uh, improvised. Okay. (laughs) Like, he does that a lot. He has that evil laugh throughout. Um, And then, I don't want to spoil too much, but it eventually gets into, like, you know the one guy is in witness protection, and now they're they're all after him though for squealing on them. And, and, t- and Gene Tierney's in this as as well, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think he is. Maybe no, no, the the woman. Oh, Gene, is she? I don't know. Is is she the lead in this? I can't. I, I haven't seen this one in a while. But um, hmm. Sorry, let, let me uh, quickly look that up. I didn't. Uh, is it her from Laura? Maybe maybe I'm She wasn't something else that I watched, so that's why I'm kinda confused, but maybe she was Oh no, it's no. Colleen Gray, who I watched uh uh in uh, something else uh, Yeah I, just I today. T- what I'll talk totally about. Totally had week. A, a fling uh a thing for her in this one. She was very attractive a young woman. But um yeah, anyways, I I had a blast. I did I d I don't know what it's not um it's not Hitting quite as high as some of the other noirs for me, but I did really enjoy. It. Again, I'm going to give it probably seven and a half, maybe just shy of the eight. I feel like it. It is. It can be slower paced as this guy's dealing with all. You know, it's not as like some of the other noirs is just about yeah, the mystery and the the crime. This is like more. It's almost like has a dramatic side to a lot of it, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. It's good, but it, it doesn't have that pacing that some of these other noirs yeah. have. I found, but uh, yeah, I, I really. Um, Really dug that one, and uh, so you're going yeah. down to seven point five. Yeah, what did I? You gave it. You gave it four stars in Letterbox. Yeah, four stars can either mean an eight point five, <laughs> an eight, or a seven point five for me. Because I th- I feel like a three and a half for me is like more a, of like a seven to seven point. Yeah, it it yeah it 
I don't have. It's all over the map. Yeah. My yeah. My my letter. We're gonna bring in Danny to break this down for for everybody. Well, my my letterbox doesn't necessarily match up. This you can't just divide it in half. It's a little bit different. Right. Um. The way I with the way I do letterbox because I rarely ever give anything. You know. Three point three point twenty five. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I it's like, like a seven and a half eight. It could be an eight. Who knows? Maybe it's an eight. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere around there. <laughs> you just like uh, you kind of like really pushed him into I, that eight. Well, I, I think the I point the point fives that you know don't matter as much to me. Like a seven and a half could be it's it's probably a seven and a half or an eight. Somewhere around there. Yeah, this is one I've been 7. Wanting, 7. wanting to rewatch. I didn't pick up uh, on the last Criterion sale. Um, this is not Criterion, actually. Unfortunately, it's Twilight Time put it out, and they only oh, put I think, out I think it is now on, on Criterion. Maybe it's, it just got released mm, on Criterion? I don't think so. No, yeah, the only it's only got the Twilight Time oh. limited to three thousand. Oh wow! It might be one of those ones that is still available on the on their site though. That's selling them, even though they went out of business. This other company bought them and is now releasing other things. Twilight Time. So maybe titles. it was just on the channel that I saw it. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, I'm sure it will get a release re release from Criterion or Kino because again that's out of print yeah. now for a couple of years. So it's, it, it's and a big title to only have three thousand. Yeah. When uh, this is got a good segue, and, and when I um, I first saw Richard Widmark, which I remember, it was this movie, and it, I, I think it was the the night he died that huh. they did. Um, I, I'm pretty, or the week he died. Yeah. TVO did uh, Saturday in the movies, and they did it all Richard Widmark, and they did uh, this one first. Night in the City and Panic in the Streets all one night. They did three movies, oh, I'm awesome. pretty sure, which they normally just did two. Um, and I guess it was because he was a big interview guest because I guess he was just like this charismatic guy. He came on and... And he would talk and do interviews with everybody and had all these great stories yeah. about everyone. Is he the guy too? Is he the actor we could... I guess we could talk about in a bit that started doing like... He was always a criminal and then later on in life he was like the hero in like the I think I think he's like uh, usually like more of a... A, a schlub a, down a, and out. Oh, okay. In the early stuff. But yeah, yeah I think you're right. He ends I thought like when he, and like he started doing westerns and he'd be like yeah. a heroic, you know, badass. Yeah. And, and he's in uh, Murder in the Orient Express or whatever. Okay, yeah. um, oh, is he the detective? Yeah. No, like he's just like the, one of the, the old guy yeah. at that point. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's a perfect yeah. segue. Why don't we, here's the trailer for Night in the City from 1950, and we'll be back to talk about it in a couple minutes. The next 120 seconds bring you more action and excitement than most people experience in a lifetime. Rushing at fever pitch out of the night in the city comes the best-selling novel that intrigued millions, Gerald Kirsch's startling story of London after dark, Night and the City. An intimate and intense picture of a city and the intruders in the night who live and love and hate under cover of its darkness. Richard Widmark. Always fleeing from one affair, always turning to another, working harder than any man that ever lived, but always on the wrong thing. Gene Tierney, who wants only his love. Who are you running away from now? Running? Me? Now, you know me better than that. Three days and three nights and not a word for me. Well, I've been very busy. For all I knew, you were lying in the gutter somewhere with a knife in your back. Gucci Withers, who wants his kisses. Just think, Harry, think. We're younger, stronger, healthier than he is. We've got more life in our little fingers than he has in the whole of his body. Oh, Harry, darling, we must have got to get away from him. Please, Harry, please. Hugh Marlowe, who wants his sweetheart. Oh, no, you don't. Not again. Every time you talk, you mix me up so I can't think straight for a week. Thanks, Harry. 
Anything. Anytime. Francis L. Sullivan, who wants his life. You've got it all. But you're a dead man, Harry Fabian. A dead man. Give it up! Give it up! Stop! Stop it! Stop Fabian! it! Fabian! Come on! Tosser, you Judas! Hurry! Hurry, go back! Turn me in! Cut my throat for a thousand quid! Go back, Harry! I'll get help! Small-time grifter and nightclub tout takes advantage of some fortuitous circumstances and tries to become a big-time player as a wrestling promoter. Uh, yes, we're talking about Night in the City from 1950. Uh, this is directed by Jules Dassin, or is it Dassin? Dassin? I'm not exactly sure. I think sure. it's Dassin, right? Jules Dassin? Uh, d- did a bunch of uh, great movies in the time. Brute Force, Naked City, Rafifi... Uh, top t- top copy. I just picked that up. A Kino heist <laughs> yeah, film yeah. that sounds kind of cool. Um, we we talked about it earlier, but I guess this was his um first movie he made after being uh, exiled from America. For- well, he was about to be basically. Is that why this movie was so big? Like he, I heard like do like this huge like grand yeah, movie so, sprawling through the streets of London. Yeah, Daryl Zanuck, uh, uh, who's the producer and, and probably the head of the studio at the time, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah, Fox Studio. Um, too, yeah. He he was a big fan uh, mm. uh, of, of the director and, and basically said, hey, but, you know, before you're doing this, let's make one more and let's make yeah. something big. Yeah. And part of the reason I think was going over there to, was to protect themselves if he couldn't work. But it wasn't until the movie... Had wrapped. Yeah, I think they said shoot all the expensive scenes first in case you're blacklisted yeah. before we even get to finish film this. But yes, like this was the first. I think it was released. By the time it was released, he was already blacklisted. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. So being blacklisted like means you're commie, right? That's a red scare. Like that's what right, they were. You get out of here, you communist. Like you could have lived in the states, but you yeah. couldn't have worked. And he he decided a lot of you know yeah. pe- like a lot of people were mentioning they just stayed in the states. Maybe worked on Broadway. Maybe wrote under yeah. pseudonyms and didn't get credit yeah. and and for many didn't get credit for years d- yeah. a decade Until the day they died well and they they say that uh you know that's why this film which we'll get into is kind of like compared to most noir is pretty like the characters aren't that necessarily likable no, no. and it's it's a it's just a downer film like yeah. it's like it, it just seems like it's uh, it's done by a guy that is fed up <laughs> yeah ever well it's really like the pessimistic is the word I was looking for. I think most like in noirs in in some ways cynicism is a is a major yeah. component, mm. uh, and and this one is maybe the most. Yeah, I think out of the ones again, I, I just got into this the past year, so I've only seen maybe twenty or something about now. 15, is there a this was redeeming yeah, character in this? Like maybe Gregorius? But oh, like... oh, the 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 the, the girlfriend. Uh, yeah, yeah, but see, she doesn't. She's has, uh, again. I guess we're. Uh, that's kind of my my. You guys know me. I always yeah. like films. I have to have people to root for, and that was yeah. kind of my problem with this film. Is like 
But she was clearly cheating on him with the dude next door, right? But and she's think, barely even in it, though, right? I think she's yeah. in it for like a couple minutes, and then she shows up again at the I, end. I thought when this movie first started, I thought this guy was gonna be like the louse. We were gonna follow this uh, this dope for the entire movie, but we ended up following him. But like, she goes and like kind of like she's cheating on him with the boyfriend. It's no, I, I got I, the impression you she didn't wasn't. Get that? Yeah, yeah, I, I got know. the impression she's in love with him still. But she, I think, I think the, you the other guy likes her. You try to see there's like yeah. something redeeming through her eyes yeah. that makes it work. She's almost like the anti fatel. Yeah. Yeah. is how I see her. Where she is t- the one trying to lift this guy up from f- fucking yeah. destroying everything around ra- around him at all times because yeah. that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He was the opposite of like a Midas touch. Like he's like everything he touches turns to shit. Yeah, I guess let's, it's, it's all on him too. Like, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. we could kind of expand, yeah. I guess, a bit more on the plot before we get into who, who made sure. it and whatnot. But uh, yeah, do you want to do you want to uh, jump into it? Or? Uh, so so basically, it's this this guy uh, Harry Fabian who's always wanting to be somebody, mm-hmm. and and he's it, it sounds like he's just done one thing after another that's failed and failed and failed. Yeah. He's almost become a joke, but he's still this kind of like he knows how to work the system. You 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 see him going around London. He's, and he's playing. got ambition. He, he, he's got ambition, but he's and just comment smarts too, like. And what's the, what's the one character say? Harry is an artist without an art. Yes, yeah, it's perfect. No. Uh, which which is a great line. Like you see him con these guys yeah. at, at you know at the bar. Yeah, like one the old timey like a uh, salesman. He's like, oh, you know, uh, Greg, I love Greg. And, and he, he can kinda, and he can throw yeah. on the charm, but everybody yeah. in the underworld kind of sees through them. Yeah. But there's a great section of the movie where he goes and he shows all the various aspects of the underworld. I, that's what I love about this movie is it's pretty much like the seedy underbelly of London at the time. Like there's like the people. Who are like pulling in drugs off the River Thames? There's like the uh, the bootleggers. There's the, the foragers. Uh, the foragers. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, the and and the and the you know all the the uh, the the fake beggars. Yeah, which oh, yeah, I, I, I love. Fantastic. All, all those and it, it's shot the sense of space. But anyways, back yeah. to the plot. So he's trying to find this all these the different ways of scamming. He comes around this idea of he can open his own wrestling kind of circuit mm-hmm. because the guy. Uh, Christos. Yeah, Christo kind of owns the wrestling market right now in London. It's a big gangster, and yeah. basically no one else is allowed to touch it, but his father, who's there from Greece, hates this spectacle that he's putting on yeah. with wrestling. He walks out. Richard Widmark... And because he he's a, like a real wrestler. He was doing it when it Greco-Roman was... Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, before it was like this silly kind of entertainment stuff where you're flopping around the stage. Yeah. And he, yeah, he takes advantage of it. Sorry, so on. he takes advantage of him knowing that he or thinking that he can use him as protection too because yeah. he's not going to mess with him. Because it's his dad. It's his yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a bad plan, except he has no money and he needs all this money. to. So to get this money, he has to kind of make this deal with this woman who's a partner... Uh, a wife of, of of the guy that w- could give him money to partner him with, mm-hmm. and they own a nightclub, and they're doing pretty well, and and she wants to get away from this kind of fat husband, and and uh, yeah. that guy, oh, he's great, he's so good, and, yeah. and Googie Withers who plays, yeah, th- those two were probably my favorite characters yeah. in the movie, uh, well, I'd, yeah, um, amazing, uh, I I love. Richard Widmark in this, just like how fucking sweaty and like yeah, <laughs> but you, you pretty much I guess we don't have to spoil everything, yeah. but yeah, it ends up being like all these noir, like nothing goes as planned, yeah. and everything just keeps on going wrong, one thing after another, and and you can everyone's kind of there's you're dead, like, like they're always and, people are saying you're dead or you're gonna yeah. be dead or stuff like yeah. that, like it's just hanging, yeah, it's like this 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 kind of uh, 
impending doom for this that's, character. That's always going on. So, but, but he does get the wrestling match going, and you, he's doing all these. I love when he you has think to. think he's going to pull it off. He keeps setting these things yeah. up. All these obstacles are in his yeah. place, and he finds a way around yeah. it. And then they fall apart, and yeah. he finds them their way around it until yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so yeah, th- this was written by John Eisen- Eisinger, who did the screenplay. Uh, probably most famous for also doing the screenplay for Gilda, um, and then he did some other like noirs, um, uh, Sleeping City, Crime of Passion. Uh, it's based on a novel by Gerald Kirsch, although apparently the director um, never never even, never even read read, read the novel. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, uh, the movie version of, um, Fabian, is it Fabian or Fabian? I forget how they pronounce it. Fabian, Harry Fabian. Fabian, I guess the movie version made him even more sympathetic because in the novel, He's an even more terrible person. He's like he's pimping like a, out his yeah. girlfriend and oh, all that like, shit. Oh, he's like, he's like putting on the stroll and shit? A ponce, yeah. they call yeah. him. Uh, yeah. and, and faking an American accent. and like Yeah, yeah he's not actually American in Oh, he's in just like movie. faking? Yeah. But y- you've got like... I just love when he's he he'll be like gloating like a a mad mad person when he's yeah. when he's triumphant right, and then he explodes in desperation just as quickly when things are going yeah. wrong. There's something about the actor. What guy's Richard um, Widmark? He is so good in this. He made this character like a uh, fleshed out. You feel sympathy, but you feel. He's despicable, but you kind of like his charm in a oh, weird yeah. way. You like how he's constantly like s- figuring things out. Like you I see, he's br- brilliant, yeah. and that's why he he wants this more because he knows he's got the ideas yeah. and he's got the f- fucking brain to make all these things happen. But he can never make it happen, yeah. and he's not willing to settle. Uh, and his ambition just gets in the way uh, all the time. Uh, so you're speaking of earlier, uh, Gene. Uh, Tierney plays his wife in this one. Uh, of course, as you mentioned, from Laura and Leave Her to Heaven and Whirlpool and just all these classic films. Um, I, I guess, what was it that, like, um, she d- d- was it Daryl? Is that the Zanuck, producer? Zanuck, yeah, saw, Zanuck. said to DeSan, I guess, at the same time, like, Hey, she's having a terrible time. She's broke up. She's like mm. things aren't going well here. Like she, he thought she was like suicidal or yeah. something. Can you can you bring her over? I think getting away from from you know California uh, be good for her. will be good for her and which and it, reinvigorated her career because yeah. she did tons of stuff after this. Yeah, and I, I think her career was okay. I think it was just like her yeah. personal life, and well, maybe, I, maybe okay. there was a bomb or uh, like a movie bomb at the same yeah. time. Mm. Um, like she is a magnetic. Presence, in, yeah. In, yeah. Again, though, I, I found her to kind of be wasted in this film, though. Like she's I, like introduced, she's a, she's a throw-in, and for then sure. she comes yeah. in later on when he needs to yeah. get money, and then she shows up at the end. Like she's mm-hmm. literally in. I like, go back and forth on her character in this, like. But, at first, because I know what's about to happen, I'm like, that's yeah. ah, too bad that she's not really in this movie that much. But you need her to kind of humanize him because without yeah. her seeing that there's possibly some good in him, and did there you, is no good in him. Either of you watch the British version? No. Which uh, I guess in the British version, she's in it for six minutes more and it actually like fleshes out her character, but pretty well everyone that's ever seen that version so thinks it it's worse. And uh, that's actually not the Sands version. That was just like yeah. he had to go. He didn't. Didn't they add ed- some? Yeah. Isn't it kind of like because this version was almost too depressing? Like to yeah, lighten for, it up a little bit. Yeah, or they something? they wanted to like really like make him more sy- sympathetic. So mm-hmm. they they used all these other scenes where yeah. I think there was something that talked about how good he was or yeah, yeah something like that. 
Uh, and then, yeah, you mentioned the the, the couple that are kind of running uh, the sh- uh, um, Googie Withers and Francis L. Sullivan plays uh, Helen and Phil, um, who are he's he's kind of like the the guy with all the money, the business guy, and she's the wife that seems she doesn't want to be in that relationship, but he, she's with him because he has money. But she's secretly going to open up her own business. And on he the side. legitimately, at first, you think, oh, maybe this guy just like just wants like it's just about sex yeah. or something but yeah. he actually loves yeah. her yeah know? which i i don't want to say too much but you know it's a bit of a tragic uh yeah no one gets out of this on do they like um which we can talk about a little bit more well in the maybe spoilers. maybe the the one made or the, the oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It goes, the, the flower well girl <laughs> um crystal is played by herbert lum who uh i guess for horror fans he played the phantom in the hammer version of phantom the opera mm-hmm. he also did like jess franco's Count Dracula and Mark of the Devil, like all these like seventies hmm. horror films. Uh, I guess later on in life, I, I assume in this time he was probably doing a lot of noirs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrestler Gregor- Gregorius the Great is actually a real wrestler. That I'm I was not gonna say he's a really Russian good wrestler. In this. Is Russian wrestler? I think uh, he's Russian. Uh, Greek, Greek, oh, okay, Greek in this. Yeah. And, and but uh, yeah, in real life, I don't he? know. Who knows? He was, right? But he'd never done anything before this. No, because. I don't okay. think he did anything after this either. Did you guys think the wrestling match was a bit silly? No, I, no, I, I love the I'm wrestling sorry, match. I, like the one at the beginning is, but that's the point of it. Yeah. You're talking oh, about the yeah, actual one? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm like, ah. No, I, I, mean, I, I thought, no. I thought I that thought... was a highlight film for me because oh, like, yeah? to me, I was like, I, I thought that was pretty like raw and fucking violent for a film that's like, I felt like these guys were really it, it, hurting you, each And you other. feel the, ex- know. you know, in a lot of these movies, you don't get any exhaustion. exhaustion. You, got you exhaustion. can feel that yeah. these guys are actually getting all exhausted. And, and it's because it's, it's against the stranglers, yeah. the other, the competitor. It, it, it's because yeah. they actually were wrestling. And, and I guess Widmark would always watch the, all, anything that Gregorius did because he would yeah. fool him. If he was wrestling, he couldn't believe what they were doing in the wrestling match. And when he was acting, he couldn't believe it. So, um, you know, w- when when he's hurt, he actually thought like, oh he my God, hurt? we need to cut, stop yeah, the... ambulance? Yeah. Um, oh, crazy. And I guess those guys were really going at it. Wow. In the, oh, yeah? In, in the, in the, in the oh, wrestling match. Cool. I do like that this movie revolves around wrestling because I can't... How, how many other films yeah. do you think about that? Like every the other remake, film was doing the, is boxing. Is yeah. boxing. And yeah. every yeah. other... No, there's a bunch of noir box, movies that focus on box, boxing. Wrestling is kind of like... is it, It's rare to find... Something that has. I been, don't know. I was tense in that. Like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just felt that. so like uh, like you're watching like WWF guys go at it. Like, uh, okay, I didn't get that I, at all. I, 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 don't know. I thought it was. But, I thought it was like, I, I yeah, I thought it was more raw and it wasn't about doing these big body slams and everything. It was just two guys pounding and sh- and and squeezing their yeah. life out of the each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just didn't buy it. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so the other wrestler is Mike Mazursky, who did Nightmare Alley and Dark City, Man Who Died Twice, Bunch of Noise. And then the only other guy I want to talk about, Hugh Marlowe, uh, plays Adam Dunn, and just that guy did a ton of shit, too. Um, for horror fans, he was in The Day the Earth Stood Still, Earth First, The Flying Saucers, a um, bunch of uh, Amicus films he did. He did all the Pink Panther films and and uh, Dead Zone late in his career. So um, if you're a horror fan, you might recognize that guy at least later on when he was older. Um, any, anyone else in the cast you guys want to talk about? Or? I want to go back to Gregorius. That scene with him and his son at the end, oh, I thought was yeah. so fucking good. Like, wh- how, where did this come from? And that like, was the one that yeah. Winmark was like, oh my God, like... We we actually because they I I think they did an order or something and okay. he's like oh my god we've actually like I, stumbled on a wrestling because like, I think some of the li- lines were uh, improvised 
Oh, that's cool. Or they worked on it yeah, when yeah, they're I so know. he wasn't used to it. So he's like, "Oh my god, we we've we've really injured this person." <laughs> oh, get this it, man. really? Yeah. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I thought that seemed like. That, and I guess he good. wouldn't. I guess he wouldn't miss any scene that Gregorius was in. He just couldn't because he was a natural. He was a natural yeah. guy that when it went on, you told him to do something. Uh, he I would guess do as it. a wrestler, it's pretty much what they do, right? They act and yeah. You know. So uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a like yeah. Is that a proper scene in this? Like tug at the yeah heartstrings. Um, I I just like what I I love about this. I I like I love a lot of I I love the couple that run the night nightclub. Mm-hmm. Richard Widmark again is one of my favorite noir actors. I just feel like he fits it so much because he yeah. is so. You know he he's he's not likable, but he can't pull away from him and he's yeah. got something sympathetic because of how pathetic he often is but i love the city they actually shot it in london the opening scene when he's running through the uh that's not piccadilly circus but it's almost like that like the docks there's like oh wow that looks so and yeah cool. and then he's they're in the blown out yeah. area that the blitz would have taken yeah. out how cool is that and there's all all of that at the end when he's on the run and he's yeah. having to go back to all of these you know the kind of the underworld, and yeah. before he was able to like get through all these Traverse places, the no, and, and no problem, right? Like now he's got to like now uh, he can't go those yeah. ways because all those ways are dangerous to him, yeah. and you can see that realization. You've got all these kind of crazy angles too in this. All these like mm-hmm. it, it's not shot. You know they talk about German expressionism. A lot of these movies don't have a lot of that yeah you know even even from the directors that came over they they're no longer using german expressionism with these these kind of wonky angles and 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 this is one the lighting and the angles are so disorienting especially when it's on the run yeah i hadn't watched this one oh i don't know it's probably been a a, a decade and i remember really really liking it and i i'd watched it twice you know on that special Saturday Night in the Movies, and I'd watched it like a year or two later when there was a, mm. a DVD cut. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just I like it more and more each time because like you you get into this underbelly world yeah. that I think is is one of the strongest of of all the noirs, like the actual space and setting. And the thing is, you buy all these characters as real people, like even though in their yeah. in this exaggerated yeah. fucking. Darkness of, of yeah of, London, of, of I, pulpy London. Yeah, I assume like there are people exactly like this back then. Like, well, I, I guess some London writer who was kind of a posh writer wrote yeah. like, ah, oh, this London doesn't exist or whatever. And yeah. and Desan was like, that's the only thing I knew I got right. I didn't read the book, <laughs> but I I spent like a month in London, yeah, going around <laughs> with all these guys. They were taking me all these places yeah. to. So I wanted to make sure that was all right. Well, well, this, this film was kind of critically panned when upon initial release because it was too oh, yeah. dark, too dark, and it, it, I, I can see that wanted, actually. They wanted sympathetic character, and it, it was one of the films too where like every other noir usually like the bad guy has ending. come up and whereas this one they don't really like. Everyone gets his cup up, but is yeah. Christos yeah. really bad? Like he's bad. Like he's he yeah. runs of like and probably kills people and does whatever. Yeah. But all the other people are doing backhanded bad yeah. shit 
as well. They're just living, man. And and you know the, the final sequence is 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 thrilling to me. Yeah. Um, like I, I get a jolt from it. I, I wanted to watch the British one that has the happy ending just to see like how would that even fucking work? What is the happy yeah, ending? I was trying to find what happened and I couldn't really find an answer. And I guess it's supposed to be like the romance takes over or something. Like mm. how it how it like that mm. but he still does yeah, I guess we can talk about can we spoilers. Talk about spoilers? Like, well, why don't we give out our rating, um, okay. and then we'll get into spoilers. I'll, I've been going last, so I'll go. I'll yeah. go for. I, I'm. Uh, I'm going up a score from oh. where I would have had it. I'm giving it nine. Oh, wow. yeah. It, it. It. It's like, you know, top ten noir for me for Oof. sure. Uh, I'm thinking eight. I walked in today with a seven point five. With the more I'm thinking about, it, like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you guys. This is no. uh, kind of lesser noir for me. Um, I talking about it, maybe I want to increase. It. I'm gonna. I had it at seven out of oh, ten. Yeah? Um, I just, yeah, I just, I didn't care about any of the characters. Like you, you kind of know where the, what's gonna happen, and I didn't really care what happened to the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I thought that the wrestling scene was great. Did I you know was, what's gonna happen to the lead? I think they kind of constantly keep on foreshadowing it. But but really, like, the version that came out originally didn't have that ending. Yeah. Well, no, I I thought the original version did, and then just Britain changed it, right? Well, they they showed, I think, theirs first. Like, he didn't get to edit either American or the... Yeah. I guess the thing I think I think that would be a terrible like I think if the ending doesn't end the way the version oh, yeah. I saw I don't think the film works yeah. even even works even less. I've heard, I've heard because there's two different scores I've heard people that go back and forth I I'm I'm going to maybe try to watch it over the next month or or at least the the difference I don't I guess and maybe it's one of those ones that's going to grow me maybe I was in the right mood I just like I've been watching all these noirs that are like kick-ass crime detective badass yeah. guys and then this is like the exact opposite this is like some swarmy that's kind of what I, I, I think about it it's like the exact opposite yeah. of what we've watched so yeah. far and maybe if you get to know Widmark more too see I I didn't love Widmark I, I don't know he was okay he just wasn't memorable to me to me the people that stood out were the, the two uh, the couple running the business and uh, the wrestler guy um, Gregorius. Gregorius. Yeah. yeah, Gregorius is great. And I, I think that all the character actors are... Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, for me, Widmark is, like, the unsung hero of it because he's not a le- leading guy. Like, he's not... Mm. He doesn't look like uh, Mitchum or yeah. Bogart. Bogey. Or, I like or, the handsome guys. Or, yeah, <laughs> Lancaster. <laughs> like, he, he's, he's kind of... Bring on Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> he's, des- he's desperate, and he's a, he looks yeah. like a character actor that gets yeah. to have all these leads. And basically, the, why they... All of these guys, Hath- Hathaway, uh, Desan, uh, who else was talking about? Maybe it was H- Houston or something. They're all like Richard Widmark. He's the he's the greatest hmm. actor. That's why you know he he got all these things. Uh, like I guess Desan was trying to be like, stop doing all of these like slimy characters. Come and let's do a proper th- theater for a year hmm. or whatever, and I'll I'll put you in Hamlet because <laughs> he was. I guess he was that. Good. And you you see that as he gets older, but at that point, like he's not getting lead parts anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I still really enjoyed it. Again, it could be a. I almost want to go up seven and a half talking about it, but I, yeah, I I don't know when it ended. I was like that was good, but I wasn't as blown away as I was some of the other films. But again, maybe it's like a grower. It's uh, I will say, I like, feel like it's like you got to be in the right mood for it. Type I, of noir. Third third watch. If if I was to do the ratings, it would have been eight, eight point five. Nine. Uh, 
increases? Like, every time it's increased. Yeah. Um, and, and I am one of those guys, though, I, I, I need, like, I, I like movies that have leads that I can like or relate yeah. to, whereas this didn't really have anyone <laughs> other than, like, you said, the, the, girl, the girlfriend who's in the movie for, like, six minutes mm-hmm. and really... You know, I, her part is important, but at the same time, she's not really a big. Yeah, favorite. like I, I can see that argument about Gene Tierney's mm-hmm. role, even though, like, I, I like that aspect that in every other movie, it's the woman taking the guy down, and this uh, in noir, and this one, it's her. She's propping him up, and it's yeah. it's kind of the only example. He's so of fucking that. slimy. This, yeah, he it really opens is. with him stealing from her. Yeah, she's doing anything. To this guy, and he—it almost seems like like I I, I just didn't. I, you never really get the impression that he gives a two two fucks about her, and maybe yeah. that was my problem. Like I almost felt like he, he needed something. Right? Like I think he, he might, but maybe at the end, right? Yeah. Like yeah, kind of I, I, but, back against the wall, sort of. Yeah. But that's that dude back against the wall. Yeah. He makes the right decision. Yeah. yeah. So like everything he does in the whole movie, he has to be forced to do like okay, you if you don't do this thing, you're fucked. Okay, I'll do that thing. Yeah. I'll figure out how to do that thing. And in the very end, when he's fucking running, yeah, he does mm-hmm. that. And, and I like I talk about that scene. I get like this high energy jolt. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. like one of the like moments in cinema that excite me. So yeah, it, it may not get a maniac from us, right. um, but I still think it's a it's a high, even for me. I'm going to say a high recommend. Like I think again, it may not be my, but I, I think like you like you guys said, it's a different. Mm-hmm type and that's why noir is so great you're getting all these different kind of like what noir can be and i think Mm. this is a great example that if you're in the mood for this type of film this is a great example of it and it it is still in some ways like it it, like in characters it doesn't have that but in terms of like the way it's shot and the way it looks yeah it's a good looking it may be actually more noir than almost anything we've covered uh, like in like counting everything we're talking about other than the the main ones double indemnity was probably the one that that's definitely also yeah. has has that sort of look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, cool. did we want to do uh, yeah, spoilers? Yeah, let's do some spoilers. So we'll put the uh, time at the bottom here. If you want to, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you don't want it spoiled for you, you can skip ahead and uh, we'll be back to finish off the episode. Uh, yeah, so spoilers. What do you guys want to talk about of this fucking depressing? <laughs> like, so the so what happens is the business guy, uh, Phil, his wife pretty much says, fuck you. I have this business on the side. I'm leaving you. Yeah. Pretty much says, I, I didn't really want to be. That scene, fuck. And, How heartbreaking is that scene? <laughs> and, uh, and, and for yeah, both he, of them, because you know where she's going. And he yeah. knows. He even calls her like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be you're back. An idiot. You'll, you'll be back. Like, And uh. of course, so it turns out that the, um, the, what's the, the Fabian got her the license, but it's forged. She gets caught. Yeah. Her business is done. She comes crawling back to Phil. And oh, he a, has fucking blown his head off, yeah. shot yeah. himself in the head. I gave all the money to like the flower girl. Like I actually had to like uh, look that up. Like who was that that got the money? Like she how was it, like in she it was like the like maid clean. Yeah, she was. Yeah. In, yeah, she was like the maid cleaning. Like working the. the well, wasn't she the one that gave like uh, Fabian a flower at the beginning? He's like, oh, I'll get you tomorrow. She's like, yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. I know you yeah, can yeah. get to me tomorrow. And uh, and then so I that, love that. Like yeah. uh, fuck, I love this movie. Like <laughs> yeah. I, you're talking about all these things. Yeah. Like. It's so depressing where all these Gregorius people Gregorius dies in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Or like he finishes the match, and beats it, the guy, and then pretty much comes out and I don't know if he dies a heart attack or, or what, but he just dies. Like he's just Well, he's like a 60-year-old yeah. man like who's just had death. a wrestling yeah. match. Beating the, yeah. Wrestlers don't get to live. Like there's no such thing as an yeah. old wrestler, right? And then to top it off, Fabian, of course, dies 
from the the strangler comes and strangles him. Oh, and then the strangler gets caught and probably going to yeah. prison for life. And then throws him off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he doesn't yeah. just strangle him and leave him there. He then throws him yeah. into the fucking Which river. Is, tans. Yeah, such a weird fucking yeah. dark, weird and ending it, for this movie, it but did it makes kind sense. Of wrap up crazy quick, like, yeah. hey, uh, Mary, Mary, uh, don't give me away. What, what was his name? Mary? Was it Mary? Something I don't like remember. That. Yeah. Anyways, like, like he kind of uh, gives her the uh, bounty that was put on his I, head. I do think that's maybe the the aspect that has maybe changed the most. I always love the world. Yeah. I always love the the wrestling aspect. Yeah. Uh, but maybe the ending is what hits me harder every time because I I can I can see the purpose in what he's doing and what he's thinking because it happens real quick. He's basically yeah. like, uh, well, he's trying to get her the money, right? He's trying to like, yeah. You know, I'm gonna fucking die anyway. Let's let's uh, you know, I've screwed you over your whole life. This is my way I can pay you I'll back. Pay you back for that. And uh, you know, I'll make it look like that you you gave you sold me out and so you can get the thousand dollar reward that's on my And head. I guess the way they shot that was two days and a very comp- complicated scene with all the cameras are moving at the same yeah. time. And that's why you and, and Widmark, I think he lost five or ten pounds on this movie. Oh, yeah, just because from running constantly? Always running. Yeah. Always, like, they were just, because I guess the way they shot it was like, okay, let's do it again, and you run. Yeah. And this this was the only thing that he was like, you have to run this way, we're going to do it a couple times. Because yeah, it, it is like a wide shot, right? Like They had, they had uh, one hour of the right light. Oh, that's because crazy. Because, again, the daylight. And, the daylight's yeah. going to come up, and that's it. So they practiced, I think, the night before. They were going to do two shots of it, and th- yeah. then they were like, Fuck it, we're just gonna all do it the next day, and that is a that's a one take. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and I guess it was the director who was like, "We'll never beat that." Yeah, that's it. Like, like all right, wrap it up. Ra- like, if we try, we'll we'll maybe convince ourselves we'll have to use. Like, you'll yeah. we'll never. Now, I guess they planned it forever because of all the cameras that exactly where sense. they need to be. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty tower uh, ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. Do, do you guys have anything for spoilers? Or? Yeah, I think that's... Is that it? Okay, that's it for spoilers. Um, I guess let's wrap this up now. Uh, yeah, so I like I, Adam, top mm-hmm. 10 for him. Maddie seems like he really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. this. I enjoyed it, maybe not as much as these guys, but again, I'd say we're all still saying it's mm-hmm. recommend watch this movie. Uh, yeah, anything you guys want to add before we uh, finish up? I don't actually have too much trivia. We covered most of it. As I mentioned, you know, it wasn't... Upon initial release, reviewers weren't too kind, and I don't think it was a big success either. I don't think it was until later on uh, that it was reappraised. And yeah, I think it was the sixties. Like now, it is considered oh, yeah. one of the the bigger. Yeah, and the, I think in the sixties, all what, did this turn into a cult movie? Is that what happens? What? Yeah, <laughs> like, like the critics pan it when it comes out, then like the oh wait, no, this is good. Like it becomes like a cult movie that people are actually like, oh yeah, it's good. I guess it was all the directors because film mm. noir was considered like these are cheap B trash. Yeah, like the uh, and, horror of a and occasion- occasionally will will. You know, have a, a, bone. A, a little bit more of a yeah. prestigious one, but for the most part, they were cheap movies. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, a lot of it, it probably goes back to the French New Wave again because they really started pulling mm. a lot from these. these yeah, movies. that makes sense, right? Uh, I'm kind of want to give it a seven point five. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> oh, we've changed them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I did, no, there's stuff I liked about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have too much to say. I this think is, you uh, two should <laughs> wrestle for that point five. <laughs> I think, yeah, I would. I got, I'm lathering myself up <laughs> right now, folks. I think that would be another dour ending. Um, 
Yeah, th- this has been uh, part three of our no- November November series. We'll be back uh, one more uh, with the big heat uh, next mm. week. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what do you, how do you guys feel about the night in the city? Do you guys agree with Adam? Is night this a in the city. Night in the city. Sorry, there's no, no the. Oh, <laughs> makes a big difference. Yeah, night. Sorry, there's no the night and the city. Night okay. in the city, like Sex and uh, the City. Yeah, like Sex and the City, but night, Sex and the City is actually a remake of yeah. Night in the City. I thought yeah. it was a sequel, actually. That's what this was missing. It needed I Sarah Jessica actually, Parker. Like the opening of this, like it happens tonight in London or tomorrow night or any night for that matter. Yeah. Like I thought that was such a cool, like oh yeah, we're going into we're going. The, the dark streets of London, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, or again some recommendations if it doesn't happen this year. We're going to be back next year with Nor Norvember. Are we? Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. and Maddie, we'll be, Maddie uh, was just saying this is the last noir he's ever watching. <laughs> yeah, and Ew. I'm sure we'll watch a bunch throughout <laughs> the year. Sick of black and white movies, guys. <laughs> sick and tired. Uh, <laughs> if you want to email us, you can find us at a uh, whore and more at gmail dot. No, no, no. That's movie the city maniac whore and noir. At- <laughs> <laughs> MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. I love how we've been doing this podcast for like five, <laughs> six years. And that it's still, I do it all the time yeah. too. Like every once in a while, it will come up. It's so weird. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page and like page. And, and, and we just hit 2,000 followers oh, on Instagram. Shit, Thank yeah. you all uh, for, for following us there. Um, uh, yeah, we're at Movie City Maniacs on Instagram. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm posting more funny. Funny videos. I just posted a bunch about Humphrey Bogart today. Bogey. We'll, we'll, we'll get more of that And shit. Bob Saget introduces each one. America's... Yeah, we're okay one. with that. I'm trying to get these guys to take pictures of their uh, their Blu-ray penis? collections. Oh. <laughs> come on. Come on, guys. Oh, what was the penis pictures for then? <laughs> Those are for our OnlyFans account. Oh, okay. Uh, OnlyFans. That's what, yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. watching P- next people, month. People uh, want to pay money for the uh, the podcast. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you some dick shots. Um, like Dick is in detective shots. Yeah, that's what Us in detective poses and whatnot. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back uh, with one more. Stay scared. Boy!